Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. From Hulu's White Men Can't Jump, actor Cinqua Walls. Bill's wide receiver, Gabe Davis. Emmy award-winning actor, Henry Winkler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh yeah, we've got a Henry, we've got a Bill, as in a Buffalo Bill. We got Cinqua Walls of White Men Can't Jump reboot. Albert Breer, we got you right here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel. Once again, right here on this Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. We're excited to have you call in today as well. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. Congratulations to the Florida Panthers. Definitely one of the better launches out of the state of Florida we saw yesterday into the Stanley (laughs) Cup final. Congratulations to the Panthers sweeping out the Carolina Hurricanes. And that too was buffering for me. The it was, whole, uh, the it was quite something. Was, uh, Last night, congratulations to the Florida Panthers. They are in the Stanley Cup final, by the way. I know. It's I know. Uh, final. I know. The Heat trying to make the NBA finals tonight. NBA finals, plural, Stanley Cup final, singular. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights trying to join the uh, Florida Panthers for the Lord Stanley's Cup. Congratulations to what we saw at the state of Florida. The state of Florida could make it two for two tonight. So we'll talk about that on this show. Uh, Chris Brockman, who's rooting for a game six uh, back in Miami. Indeed. Good to see you over there, (laughs) sir. How are you? Good to see you, my friend. DJ Mikey D is in these nuts. How are you? Very good, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, TJ Jefferson, good to see you, sir. Hey, being rich is good to be seen. And and you have been, uh, you've had a fascinating uh, pre-show hour uh, (laughs) preparing for a segment portion of our our conversation we're we're planning on having with Henry Winkler later on. uh, but you, you, you're, you, this is your idea, and we love the idea. We're going to execute this idea. He plays an <laughs> acting coach, Gene Cousinow and Barry, yes. which is coming to a stirring conclusion on Max. 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 I don't know what the other one was called. I don't remember anymore. It's totally rebranded on Max. 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 Uh, he plays an acting coach. Uh, you've, co- you've pulled a scene of you playing the Fonz. Chris Brockman and I are going to uh, recite a scene from The Waterboy, mm-hmm. and he's going to play Gene Cousineau and, uh, and and tell us who the best actor is here. Yeah. And, and and I appreciate you not only coming up with the idea, but you, Chris, for putting it all on the line, since you are, sir, as we all know, in the state of Florida, yeah. an actor. Yes. 
Well, this is just something <laughs> more to add to his reel. Yeah, know. to the reel. Oh, yeah, there we go. Add it to, to the, the reel. Yeah, you were. Buddy Games. <laughs> Buddy Games. Um, and so that's the... <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot about that. We've got yeah, a great true. three hours is what we're saying. I don't know how, Mike, you, you escaped having to act. Yeah, what's um, up with that? Very easily. I act every moment I'm alive. That's right. <laughs> the <laughs> least genuine individual is... Mike Gilty. I got to be honest, when I was coming up with this, I didn't think Mike was here today. So oh, I was tell you, we never know. That's why I didn't even. This could so have been my his bad, day. Mike. That's on me. This could have been his day to act like he's a, a Fox Sports True. individual. I have one more scene, though, Mike. You know, I'm just saying. That's like, you, no, okay. You're you good. You're good. Something? No, definitely don't. Um, can't wait. Henry can, Winkler, as we all know. I can play one of the guys in the stands for the water boy. That's true. No, that's, as we wow. all know, Henry Winkler um, is a delight. And last time he came on this show, uh, we promised we would make him the new best friend of Patrick Mahomes, and we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. And so for him to come in uh, once again, uh, it's going to be great. It'll be dynamite. He's one of he's a delightful individual. Uh, that's an hour number three. So you basically have to stay tuned for the entire show, as if you don't every day. Um, so very excited. And Mahomes is kind of in the news uh, today uh, as well, based on what he had to say yesterday on his contract, and. Um, this is what's so great about the NFL is press conferences with stars of the game pop up out of nowhere in what we at the NFL Network call the non-playing season. Because as we all know, there's no such thing as an offseason in the NFL. There's always something going on. Always. And there are organized team activities now. And some quarterbacks don't show up. Some do. There's only one that is actually mandatory for people to show up at. Yesterday, Lamar Jackson at a press conference. He was there voluntarily at an organized team activity, which is what happens when you get pizzed, the manner in which he got finally pizzed. And as we all know, he got pizzed after Jalen Hurts got pizzed and so on and so forth. And it all began with the first shot of the off-season contractual, if you will, uh, I want to call it a war. Well, it's a war uh, until the guy signs. It was kind of a war between the Ravens and and uh, and Lamar until he signed. The first shot uh, was the Giants going ahead and giving Daniel Jones a contract that is worth annually. $40 million a year. And Chris was saying it's that's his favorite totally deal insane. of the year, right? It, it is. still is. It's oh. insane. And I keep saying it's, <laughs> it's, it's what the market bears when it's your turn. Right. I can't wait for my contract. Me to go. <laughs> <laughs> two, t- two time Emmy nominee no, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Three. Three, 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 three times. Four yeah. times if you can't have fun that work. Yeah, four times. My bad. Okay. <laughs> At any rate. <laughs> hey. It was Daniel's turn. He got $40 million a year, and, and Burrow and Herbert still are going to get theirs. And as of now, after everybody's gotten their new contracts, Derek Carr got a new contract. Rodgers kept his. It's now Woody Johnson on the hook for paying Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is now the seventh highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Wow. And once really? Burrow... And and once Burrow and Herbert get theirs, Mahomes will be the ninth highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And this was brought to Mahomes' attention yesterday, and here was his response. 
I've always said I, I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Um, but uh, I'm, I know we keep communication. We see what's going on, on around the league. Um, but at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of teetering around that line. So you're not driven to be the highest paid quarterback average per year. That's not. No, no. You, you, it's kind of. It's more of a. You just want to do whatever to not hurt other quarterbacks whenever they their contracts come up. You want to kind of keep the the bar pushing. Um, and so I, it's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I'm, I, I've made enough money where I'll be set for the rest of my life. Um, but at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you so you can win these Super Bowls and you're able to compete in these games. Makes complete sense. Like the answer. Like it a lot. He's kind of saying, you know what, I'm not going to hold my team up for – yeah. For every last penny, because I still understand the way this business works. But at some point, I'm going to look at uh, where I stand in the grand scheme of things and have to have that corrected. And you know the Chiefs know that, too. It was a very nuanced answer yeah. in this day and age. But the bottom line is he's going to have to get his at some point. And the fascinating part about all of this is the contract that he signed in 2020, that 10-year deal worth $450 million bucks over the life of it, you know what? Year one of the contract wasn't 2020. It was last year. The, the, the 10-year deal began last, last year. year. So just one year in. Talk about how it has not aged. Or it's aged quickly, right? He's now the seventh best paid quarterback in the NFL. Just one year in, and he'll soon be the ninth best paid Quarterback in the NFL, just one year in. And by the way, you know what he did in his first year of his contract in 2022 is he set the record for offensive yards in a season with 5,614 yards, completed 20, 67% of his passes. That's not bad. Two out of every three passes he threw was caught by a Kansas City Chief. All of them, interestingly enough, by Travis Kelsey. It's wild. <laughs> uh, he led the NFL in passing yards, 52-50, and touchdowns, 41 um, and then he won the MVP award, joining Brett Favre as the only quarterbacks to have two MVP awards at age 27 or younger. And the amount of money he's slated to make. Did he in, do something else, Rich? In 2000, oh yeah, he won the Super Bowl, oh. and he won the Super Bowl MVP. Um, and in 2023, the amount of money he's going to make is the amount of money Daniel Jones is earning, $40 million. Dollars. Yeah. Th thank you for making my point. <laughs> I, I don't need any other defense. Like, I just walked out of the courtroom. <laughs> Did you drop the gavel? It's, uh, it's, it's nutty. It, it, it's nutty. And that's the, but the, the Chiefs knew that the contract wouldn't age well. Mahomes knew when he signed it. And, because the cap number this year is $49,293,381, which is the highest cap number he's going to have over the life of the contract. So the highest cap numbers now, and then there's eight more years to go. And with each passing year, Mahomes will get pushed down. And the cap will go up. So, the question is, is how much will Mahomes be able to swallow until he puts his foot down? 
Or will he just say, I got a piece of the Royals. I'm pissing off all of Arizona by asking the Phoenix Coyotes to come to, uh, <laughs> to Kansas City. Um, I, I'm, I'm good. I've got more money than anything else. And this is the time where I've got Kelsey. It's amazing. It is amazing how the parallels between Brady and Mahomes get more stark every year. Because this is the only person currently in the NFL. And I believe it. Can it change? Absolutely. I understand someone can go on some incredible run. Gabe Davis is on an hour number three. It could be Allen. It could be Burrow, who's going to get paid and is terrific. But right now, as we're sitting here, there's only one guy who could be even in the area code of the galaxy to catch Tom Brady with seven Super Bowls by the end of his career, and it's Patrick Mahomes. And he could have been one closer, or he could have been two closer, winning one and Brady having one fewer had he won that Super Bowl. But he didn't. I get it. All I'm saying is this is the only guy who can have that shot, number one. Number two, we're already talking about taking less, right? How many times did Brady supposedly give a discount to the Patriots? And then three, at some point, right? At some point of his career, it was early on, he didn't have Gronk. It's kind of funny. Mahomes got his Gronk right off the bat. He got his 87 right off the bat. Made the most of it. And at some point, he's going to have to do this without Kelsey. And then we'll see, can he reinvent himself? What's he going to do? And then, of course, the question comes, does he wind up playing for the Chiefs his entire career? Can he be the outlier on that front? That's so damn far down the road. But this is the sort of stuff I think about when I hear him say this. It sounds just like Brady. He's got Brady's in his sights, potentially. And he's also understanding the way Brady won them all is he didn't leave. He, he, he left, some on, he the left some on the table and he left some for other people. And then he eventually got his. And if you look at Brady right now, coming at the end of his career, it didn't look like he, uh, you know, was looking for, for money. And all Brady does is stare at the rings on his fingers and the trophies in the case. And we all know, though, at some point, this deal's got to get redone. Because how much will Mahomes swallow to say, I've done all this and I'm not at all in the same conversation as that guy who's making just as much money as me. And of course, Andy Reid managing it all. I think everybody's got their head screwed on right in Kansas City. I saw it firsthand at the draft. But it's just a fascinating conversation to me. And interesting how he says that you got to do a deal that is at least fine for the people who follow. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll talk about it with Albert Breer when we come back. Fascinating conversation that's only going to get more and more, have more volume to it as Burrow gets signed and Herbert gets signed. And they're the ones who might watch Mahomes beat them again anyway. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's what's on my mind. What's on yours? Let's have that talk. Albert Breer is here from Sports Illustrated to talk about this. Aaron Rodgers' honeymoon in New York, New Jersey. And then, of course, Lamar's offense and what it's going to look like with a new OC in town. Albert Breer, when we come back. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Just as, once again, one of our favorites from Sports Illustrated, none other than Albert Breer back here on the program. How you doing, Albert? I'm good, Rich. I'm good. I, I don't know if this is going to be a plus appearance. It is. It's Albert plus. It's Albert plus. Breer plus. You know what Breer minus is? You know what it what? is? Breer minus is uh, every yeah. November. You know what? Last two oh, Novembers? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, Annual, the two-year tradition. Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Just just come and check it and see if you're awake here on this uh, this May 25th. It, but it's kind of crazy. It, it, you know, um, the, the comments from uh, Mahomes, I don't know if it's because it's May 25th or we just know that Burrow and Herbert are coming to make him the ninth best paid, if you will, annual quarterback in the NFL, making $40 million a year is nothing to sneeze at. But what, he's, what he is, is is the best in the, in the sport, and I don't think there's any argument on that front right now. What did you make of right. his comments and the reaction to it in our, in our NFL media world, Albert? You know, I, I think there's you know, two sides to it. It's, you know, um, you know there's a like a, a rising ship lifts all boats, right? Like, and there is like some level of responsibility players have to each other to do the best they can individually um, to kind of help every other player and make conditions better for those around you. You know, but then there's the, the, the flip side of that, which is, you know, trying to do something for your teammates, you know, and 
recognizing that, like, you know, it is to some degree a zero-sum game that all these teams are playing, and when you pay your quarterback, it necessarily becomes more difficult to put the best team around that quarterback. I mean, that's why we've talked for a decade now about what an advantage it is to have a quarterback on a rookie contract, right? Because that allows for you to add maybe four or five players that are really good players on your team that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be able to have. So that's sort of where it's at. And, you know, I I think Patrick Mahomes did that deal, um, and I can tell you this factually, um, with the idea in mind that he wanted to create cost certainty for the team going forward, not so much that they would get a discount on him, but just so they could plan. And so when they're doing Travis Kelsey's contract or they're redoing Chris Jones's contract, they know exactly what they're dealing with at the most expensive position, and that allows them to fit in everybody around them. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see because I I do think, you know, there's that model out there of how Tom Brady consistently did, I would at least call them reasonable deals with the Patriots. Now, there were some fringe benefits around that, but um, he did – relatively reasonable deals with the Patriots all along, which gave the Patriots an edge in, in how they put together their team. Um, you know, is Mahomes willing to do that? Can they do that without it being awkward? Because, you know, with the Patriots and Brady, it did get a little awkward at the end when it came to the contracts. Um, I think these are all open questions now because I think Mahomes has what, and I don't have it in front of me, I think it's nine years left on the deal that he did, right? right. Uh-huh. So... I mean, if you're if you're Patrick, do you go in? Do you want adjustment? If you're the Chiefs, do you feel compelled to do that? And if you're going to do that, what's the right number um, that you can that, that, that you can agree to with the, with the hope that maybe you won't have to adjust it again for another three or four or five years? Right, and and then the question is 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 what what would be the tipping point? Right, I mean, right, and and is it is it somebody whose other uh, who, whose work uh, Mahomes does not respect, who now makes as much, if not more, than him um, for multiple I seasons. That's always where it is, right, Rich? Right. Like, like, I mean, like, I, I know it. Like, you know what? One thing that's interesting on the Brady thing is, like, I think one that kind of got under his skin a little bit was when Garoppolo started making more money than him, you know? And rightfully so, right? Like, I mean, I, so I think that, that that is a factor. Go ahead with your question, but I think that no, that no, is it's a factor a, not to be overlooked. No, but you and and Brady is is the only uh, one would say barometer we can we can use um, to measure this uh, pressure situation that might be building. Unless it's no pressure at all that Mahomes can just turn that part of his brain off and just keep staring at the trophies that he drunkenly leaves in the hands of, of hands on the parade route. You know what I mean? Like having, having the time of his life, you know, that that's, that's the question here. And the only reason why we keep asking it um, in the media over and over again is because that might be one of the things that, that could derail what is obviously one of the best built machines we've seen in, in recent football memory, what's going on in Kansas city right now. Right. And like, you know, I, I think it's like how much I, you know, look, like I think part of this is, and, and the chiefs have been smart about this. I, I will say that, like, I, I can tell you, like, you know, it's funny. Cause when we, when we kind of went through like this NBA, NBA ization of the NFL a few years ago, you know, when Brady, you know, when Brady got out of new England and then, you know, when Rogers started to make noise and Russell started to make noise. And Devontae started, Adams uh, is another of, one. Like, it, yeah. Devon- right. When all of that started to happen, you know, I, I remember talking to the Chiefs about it, and I was like, well, you know, if I'm Clark Hunt, I'd be going out to Patrick every – I'd be going out to lunch with Patrick Mahomes every month 
and just hey, hey, you all right, buddy? You need anything? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, and and you know, the response I got was like they're legitimately doing stuff like that. You know, like that they are that they're very cognizant of like you know of, of trying to keep him happy, almost to the point where like they do things for him, and there are some interesting things that they've done for him. I, I, there's one story like where they, they actually pissed off another player doing something and Patrick didn't even ask for it. You know what I mean? But they did it for him. And, you know, I think Patrick had to go to the team and say, look, you don't need to do that for me, you know, but like there is that element of it where they don't want it to get to a point where he has to come to them asking for things, right? Like they are smart enough. And I think the emotional intelligence of Andy Reid, and Brett Beach and, and Clark Hunt comes in here where it's like, we want to be smart enough that like we want to be able to troubleshoot anything that might be coming. And I think that that's sort of where the idea of redoing this contract or at least um, adjusting it for inflation, um, like that's, I think coming more from the team side than the player side. And that's why you hear Patrick talking the way that he is. Um, You know, I, I, and I think that's why this is a good partnership right now, you know, and um, will it be forever? I don't know, but I do think that's, you know, one way in which the Chiefs have been smart about approaching it. I am mandated to ask, what, what was the thing that the Chiefs did that the Mahomes didn't ask and, and might have ruffled some feathers? What was that? Yeah, I mean, I just heard, um, I, I had heard it had something to do with access when access was limited during COVID, um, where, like, you know, like a, a lot of the stuff that they could do for players, families and stuff was limited during COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they they made some concessions for, for Patrick's family and friends that he didn't really ask for that, like, they weren't making other – that they, that they had to kind of cut back with other people, Albert. you know. And so mm-hmm. it was sort of something along those lines. And I and, 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 look, like, I think, you know, a big part of it for the Chiefs was – we don't even want to go to him and ask. Like we just we 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 want to make him comfortable, you know. And we're gonna do everything we can to make him comfortable. And I think, to some degree, you know, for for Mahomes, it's like, dude, you don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like like keep my teammates happy too. But I think that there's that part of it, like where, you know, you want to do everything you can to 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 to, to keep your best player um, happy. And you know, in in some cases, that's gonna mean keeping the other guys happy too. You know, in some cases, that's gonna mean. Uh, making sure that, that, that Travis Kelsey is happy and taken care of, making sure that Chris Jones is happy and taken care of, you know? Um, and then, you know, when you're going the other way, the player like Tyree Kill being very communicative with your quarterback about that, which I can tell you they were when they offloaded Tyree Kill. Um, you know, when the, when, the, when the idea first came up, the first call they made was to Mahomes himself. Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers uh, in New York City and New Jersey, where uh, he was on on uh, on Tuesday talking about you know Jersey Shore, and he's watching a lot of TV, right? I mean, uh, another, <laughs> another he told our colleague Adam Shine that he's uh, he watched a documentary, maybe that that Jimmy Kimmel thirty for thirty on the '86 Mets, just to give him an idea of what it would look like if he brought a championship to New York. Um, fully aware that there's a Long Island history with the Jets and the Mets and things like that. He seems pretty damn comfortable there. And the Jets are, as you were talking about, uh, Chiefs trying to make Mahomes feel comfortable. Jets have done that for Rodgers, that's for sure. Um, What do you think of of the first couple weeks and how this might be a barometer for the season in New York? Well, first, uh, 
Isn't that true though? Like, like you're an anomaly, aren't you? As like a Yankees Jets guy, right? Oh. Like, aren't there, isn't it normally Yankees Giants and then Mets Jets? Well, for right? a certain people of a certain age um, from the New York metropolitan area, you rooted for teams where they played in what stadiums. So that's usually Jets, Mets, Islanders. You're out there on Long Island, and then yeah. you know it would be Knicks, Yankees, the Yankees and Giants used to play in. Yankee Stadium together. That's really old school. Me, okay. my brother was the Jet Met uh, guy, um, and um, and I, I realized early on if I followed my brother with the Jets and Mets, I have no championships. Reggie Jackson came along, and I became a Yankee fan. That's the answer. I got you. Okay. So we that's just a, that's, a, that's a good tight explanation. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of feel that, that was like a twenty three and Me moment that we just had right I there like with it. the DNA. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like I would say like what we're learning and what the people in the Jets organization are learning and have learned over the last couple of weeks is the kind of fishbowl they're going to be in. Um, and you know, look, I, I think like Aaron might be as equipped for it as anyone because you know people act as if like like Green Bay is. I mean, it's not a big market, but it's not like some NFL like wasteland. You know, like that team and you've been around them, Rich. They're as well covered as anybody. So as far as the volume of reporters in the locker room and the number of beat people, it's not that different. Um, I think the difference here is going to be the magnitude of the story, right? So I don't think it's so much New York versus Green Bay as it is the sort of fishbowl effect that this story is going to have. And I think this week's a perfect example of it. Like, you know, you have one, um, Aaron Rodgers tweaking his calf, and that got covered like the moon landing, right? And then you have Alan Lazar getting – banged up or whatever happened and then having to go on Twitter to clarify because there was all kinds of buzz that came out of that. Right. And, you know, normally these sorts of things happen in May and it's a footnote. If you even realize what's happening with some of these teams, you know what I mean? Like, or, okay. Like I, guy tweaked his ankle, whatever. Like, you know, he, he kind of limped off a little bit. He's back out there at the end of practice. He'll be fine. No need to push it in May. Right. Um, it's just different now. Like when you have, uh, legendary quarterback switching teams and going to a new place like that. And I think like what we've seen this week with the first set of like full OTAs and really what is the unofficial start of football practice um, with the Jets is that like everything that they do this year is going to be under a microscope. And so I think in a way it's like good that they're getting it out of the way now and that like the players, especially the younger players are kind of kind of like learn the landscape um so when they get to the season they'll be ready for it but i mean i don't think there's any question like you know when we've seen the jets in these sorts of situations before the tebow situation was kind of a funny one the Favre situation obviously was very well covered i think that's sort of what you're looking at like over the next three four weeks as far as the way the team's going to be covered and scrutinized and certainly when we get to training camp. obviously you know as a jet fan you're looking for the trap door and i'm like i'm not going to i'm undeterred i will not be deterred uh, by any of this. But of course, uh, uh, a calf tweak in May just is a fresh reminder of just how old Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, yep. That's it. What, what do you know about his regimen? D- does he take a page from Brady? Does he reach out to Brady? Is there a TB12 connection here with his training and so his regimen? There's actually an interesting story there. So I go back. Um, so this was probably, I'd have to look it up. But I think it was, I want to say four or five summers ago when I was with Rogers and um, you know, like he basically told me that he bought Tom's book. And at that point, I think he was 35, 36, whatever his age was. 
Um, and he bought Tom's book and he's like, I don't do all of it. He's like, but he's like, I have like learned to like incorporate some of the things that Tom has done to create longevity for himself, like integrating like some things that he does into what I do. And so that was something that Aaron took a very like intentional look at. And, um, his explanation was, it was actually like, I think a lot of people at that point were like, is he going to like, how, how soon could this guy walk away? And he actually told me he was like it was a goal, he's like it's a goal of mine to play until I'm 40 now, and he's and 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 his logic on it was I need something to shoot for. He's like you can only be pissed off about being the 24th pick and having 23 teams pass on you for so long until that just doesn't motivate you the same way anymore. So he's like my new thing is seeing how far I can take this and seeing how long I can remain at this level. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you definitively that he went out and bought Tom Brady's book, um, that TB12 manual, and he incorporates some, not all, of the of the things that Tom's done over the years to, to create longevity for himself. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the new touchback rule on kickoffs, similar to college football. Anybody that um, is receiving a kickoff, um, from the 25-yard line and in can wave their hand like a punt, catch the ball, and the ball's placed on the 25-yard line. That's the way it's now going to be in the NFL. And the only way to describe the coaching community right now in the NFL is furiously pissed off, really upset. Yep. And this is a community that uh, is absolutely – you ask them about the schedule, ah, you're just playing when you're playing. You know, you ask him about anything that goes down. It's just like, you know, you just control the controllables. That's it. You know, now we know the rules. Let's go for it. Uh, they are livid about this. Yep. What What is the after effect? What's it going to look like in the NFL this fall? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, they're they're mad because of the way the league office handled it, Rich. I mean, plain and simple. Like this thing, uh, my understanding is like they were, I don't even think they were at 16-16. At, in the March meeting, right? And then on Monday, um, when they did a show of hands, I think the vote was somewhere around 18-13-1 with the one, absta- uh, with the one team abstaining being the... Um, the Raiders. Being the Raiders. Yeah, of course, they abstained. And then overnight, years. Roger yeah. sent his people out. Roger lobbied hard to flip teams, and he was able to flip about eight teams. And so they wind up passing it 26-5-1. to five to one. And they did it like, and they passed it in a in an owners only meeting. So essentially, when they had the show of hands on Monday, Roger looked at the room and said, "All right, we'll pick this up in the privilege meeting when it's only the owners in there." And I know, like Roger had said to some of the owners that, you know, like this is a this is going to create liability for our for us because the concussions have gone up on kickoffs. If we don't do anything about it, you're opening yourself up to losses, all that different stuff. I think the coaches are really pissed off because what changed between March and now, you know, and did you, were you just trying to force us out of the room? And then when it didn't work, it forced just us out of the room. Now you force the team presidents out of the room. And is that the way rules should be passed? Should they be passed on how people really feel about, you know, the, 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 the effects of them or should they be passed because somebody lobbied for two months to get them passed, you know? And there are a ton of unintended consequences that coaches are worried about here. Like what? I, mean, I know the special team. Okay, so so special teams players got involved in this, right? The, the co- special teams coaches were thirty-two to nothing, and um, and they actually like had a couple of veteran special teamers call around to special teams players across the league. And last week they got those guys, thirty-four guys, uh, at least one from all thirty-two teams on a call. 
and they talked about all the unintended consequences and the, the, the special teams coaches players all really against it. They're afraid that this is going to make the play more, more dangerous, not less dangerous because the response to this, they believe is going to be directional kicks into the corners. It's going to be squib kicks. It's going to be low liners. It's going to be all these different methods to kind of circumvent the rule. And they feel like on those sorts of plays, there's going to be more chaotic, less structured, more unsettled football. And it's going to lead, as they see it, to a lot of ugly football. And ugly football, as they see it, is where the injuries happen. And um, they told the owners this. They told the, they told the league office this. I, I know they feel like they're not being listened to. Here's the other thing, Rich. Think about this. I had a coach bring this one up to me, and I'm sorry I'm being long-winded. No, go for it. I know, go for I know it, you're used to this with me. That's no, all good. Um, We're not. But, 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 this one, but this one's really interesting. So think about this, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and a coach brought this scenario up, and it's fascinating. All right, so say, um, say I'm down eight, right? And I score a touchdown, and now I'm going for two, okay? Yep. So I go for two, and... I and the defense tells the defensive end, their 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 pass rusher, just go knock the crap out of the quarterback. I don't care if it's late, just 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 hit him, right? Okay, so he hits the quarterback late, the quarterback gets hurt, all right? Say that say then a flag comes out. So you got a fifteen yard penalty, okay? So now instead of kicking off from the thirty five, you're kicking off from the fifty. But they just fair catch it anyway, so it goes to the twenty five. So what's the what's the downside to hitting the quarterback late on a two point conversion? Hmm. Well, um, uh, let me just pl- play this out. Other advocate. than the FedEx, other than the FedEx coming. Well, from, but, hold on, no, I, 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 that, I was about to say the fine money. Um, secondly, um, you know they, the same could be done to your team's quarterback. Thirdly, um, right. Uh, right. So hold on a second. Wouldn't let's just say if the two point conversion is unsuccessful, you wouldn't take the the penalty yardage on the kickoff. You'd say put me on the one, and try it again, right? So you're you're actually putting your team in. Uh, look, I, I get the two pointer. I, I, I understand. I understand. Coaches are coming up with the unintended consequences, and and I I can totally understand what they're saying and why they're upset. To me, as a fan watching the game. Uh, nothing's more exciting than a kickoff. I mean, yeah. you could say it is the most exciting play in the NFL is a kickoff. And I'm going to say this later on when I, I, I kind of have a, a take, if you will, uh, on it. Um, Naeem Hines returning the ball for a touchdown, not only once but twice on kickoffs with DeMar Hamlin in the stadium is maybe one of the greatest moments in the history of the NFL yep. regular season. And one of the greatest moments in the history of the Super Bowl was Devin Hester returning the opening yep. kick for a touchdown when everybody was expecting it or expecting the Colts to not kick to him, and he did it. And this is now being removed from the game, and I understand this is a player safety issue. But to me, it, it doesn't this destroy the kickoff? I mean, it does destroy yeah. the kickoff, right? It feels like it. It right? feels like it. And, you know, and, I, and I, I, I think, like, you know, what's frustrating for the coaches and players is that they are working to give the owner solutions, Right. And like they like for example, they like the USFL one. You you know the USFL rule? Go for it. Okay, so it's sort of counterintuitive. They move the kickoff back to the twenty five. So like because the kickers are so good now, they can probably still reach the end zone from there. And what you're doing is you're basically like elongating the area that the players are playing in. And because it's less compressed, you're gonna see 
more guys slowing down as they're pursuing the ball, more guys having to work a little harder to set up their blocks. And the idea is that like, by doing that, you create less high impact collisions. Uh-huh. And apparently the USFL hasn't had an injury on a kick, didn't have an injury on a kickoff all year. And, um, and so like there are other ideas that, 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 that the coaches, the special teams coaches would really be behind, you know, and the head coaches too. Look, like I, I wrote it on Monday, like there are four head coaches that are behind this. This is what's so frustrating for them, right? The four head coaches, uh, Rich, that, that got behind, um, the, the special teams coaches on this. John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, Dan Campbell. So you have three Super Bowl winning head coaches and another head coach who played over a decade as a player in the league, right? I mean, I, like it's almost like you feel like if they're not going to listen to us now, they don't. They just don't care about what we say. Period. That's the other part of it. Albert, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Let's do this uh, again real soon. Look for more of my calls and texts. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Rich. You got it. Follow Albert Breer on Twitter. All right, Albert Breer. Boy, uh, our conversation on Friday show with John Harbaugh should be, as the kids say, lit. Hmm. Let's take a break. Uh, I want to give my couple of cents on this subject matter. There's an overreaction Thursday. Why not? Because we didn't have a show on Monday yeah. or Tuesday, and yesterday was so jam-packed. We're going to overreact today. Overreaction plus. Overreaction oh. plus. Hey, hey tell two no. guys. This is why I'm coming here. through clutch. Oh. Plus, hey. coming through clutch. Hey. Plus, exactly. Are you going to be here tomorrow? No. He's still two four minus. Friday, still two four minus. minus. It's Feller Plus on Friday. Feller Plus. Feller Fridays. Feller Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) TJ Plus. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our radio uh, friends and our Roku friends all commingling. Just showed a video of Craig Kilborn here sure. years ago. That guy, man. I mean, That's he's... Four years ago, by the way. That's insane. Is that right? That was 2019? Yeah, we had him September in. We had him in. Uh, he hadn't been on the show yet. I hadn't seen him anywhere in years. And I'd been cultivating that caper saying, come on, man. You got to come in. 
And the perfect timing was he came in because ESPN was having some big celebration. It was on its 40th anniversary. On its 40th anniversary. You know, we saw Tariko got invited. Dan and Keith got invited back. All those guys got invited back. back, And I'm like, you know, looking in the same mailbox where my ESPY invite has been missing since leaving. And uh, I'm like, okay, why don't you come and we'll we'll celebrate it together. We don't need we don't need their invitation to do it. And I'm telling you, it it it's um, it was just a great time for me, man. I was 26 years old, plucked from Redding, California, KRCR TV, and I got it was like truly winning the lottery, well, getting changed your life. It changed my life. Yeah. It did change my life. You got to turn TJ. your microphone on, TJ. Uh-oh. Oh, there he goes. Uh-oh, anyway, TJ's button. There, look at that right there. Look at that. TJ's button is not functioning. Yeah, You're on. Yeah, oh, Mikey. You got to get on Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. But at any rate, that was, uh, that, was, that was me back in, uh, in 1996, way back in the day. More importantly, though, Rich, Craig recognizes my skills. What does that mean? I don't know if you noticed on Instagram a couple weeks ago in the right. comment section. Uh-huh. You said that you are in. Oh, one of the things you'd like to see, top five things that Brock Shady would love to see in round one of the NFL draft, so entertaining and not as obnoxious as most Boston sports fans. He's, he was just sampling just one more thing right Brock there. More Brock Shady. He wants more. Oh, more Brock Shady. Yeah, yeah. he okay. wants more. Oh, I don't know. Has that, has that really been, has that, you had that in the shoot for a while? You just pulled yeah, that out of your back pocket? Just, just holding on Interesting. to Interesting. Just locked and loaded. Yeah, I, I mean, he was <laughs> it, doing, doing a sports center with him back in the day was wild. I only did it with him for about two, three months. He left. Right, of course. Yeah. So I did a couple show. with him. He, I'm just, I, I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. He, he took me through, um, you know, he took me through um, the um, uh, Kenny Rogers Roland Roaster one night for dinner. We were doing a sports center together, and he's just like, you know, let's go to dinner. And he took me through the Kenny Rogers Roland Roaster in Southington, Connecticut. Wow. Back in the day. That's still there. And I remember I'm 26 years old. And um, I couldn't believe I was just there, let alone going through a Kenny Rogers rolling roaster that Kilborn's driving. I'm sitting shotgun and he orders the dinner and uh, proceeds to tell me, you know, he has an opportunity to do something and he might leave ESPN. Should he should he do it? And he described to me the Daily Show. That is, you know, it's like a (laughs) fake newscast, but it's kind of like an interview talk show. It's on Comedy Central. Should I do it? Hey, kid, and should I'm I like do it? Like 26 years old, I'm like, what are you? <laughs> why are you asking me? Like, you know, I'm just thinking of. I want some chicken strips. Yeah, and I'm doing. <laughs> you know, tonight's C Block highlight. You know, you know with Marcus <laughs> Camby. Right. You know, winning for UMass. You know, like that's. I need. To, I need to focus on that. Quite the day. Is your microphone back working now? It's uh, not. Oh, Mike, no. let's deal with this during the commercial break. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm happy. Right. Well, we'll have to figure it out. We TJ, need just his, take two wires his, and put them we together. Need, we need his, let's, let's, Mike, Mike, we're on live TV and radio right now. Let's deal with it in like two minutes. Okay. Okay. Terzo in Iowa, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Terzo? He's on. You there, Terzo? Uh-oh. It's just me. It's just the three of us all together. Wow. Oh, hey, sorry, sorry he about that, See, guys. He's what's, back. What's up, man? Hey, sorry about that. I had you on mute for some reason. Hey, Rich, um, sorry you guys didn't win that uh, at the Emmys. It's all good. I, it's kind of a shame, and, and I think I agree with Al and Dallas. Like, SportsCenter is just such a different beast. Oh. I don't think that it's – I think they should have their kind of their own category just because this is kind of my feeling on it is you guys are so interactive with 
your audience and it's such a more kind of enjoyable thing where sports center we're there for the highlights and people just put it on in the background whereas you guys like your audience interacts and just say it's like if you guys are on a carl's people are listening wanted to hear what you guys have to say and not just checking the scores. Look, all I know is this. I've I've been on SportsCenter, as we were just established, for seven years, 96 to 03. I know there are many people still there. They work just as hard as we do on their jobs, and and the folks who put it together – you know, want to be the best just as much as we do. And we're, we're, we're daily studio shows and that's the category. And I, I don't want to denigrate at all the win for sports center. There are so many people who I still know there and I respect immensely. And what else you got on your mind, Terzo? Yeah. Not, I, yeah. And I wasn't trying to take no, it. I got it. All good. Them, it's all good. What hey, do you got? Hey, hey, Brockman, how confident are you about uh, tonight's game? Ah, good question. Chris, we're winning the series. Ooh, Ooh. Hey, uh, Does that answer so your question? Kind of my, this, this is kind of my take on it, Brockman. Oh, there he goes. You muted again. You nope. muted it. Did I? Oh, well, my no, God. No, I'm not muted. Okay, what, uh, is what happened? What is it? Yeah, so I think Boston actually plays better on the road, and I think we all know this. I don't think that they want to actually be in that stadium. <laughs> and and uh, I don't see him winning tonight, there, Brockman. I think I think the Heat take it. Well, Gabe Vincent's out tonight for five to one. That's a huge loss for Miami. That is true. He's been awesome. In the he has whole been playoffs remarkable and in this series. So I just think the energy. We're going to get Game Six. It's just what Boston team kind of shows up in Miami. Uh, on uh, it's on just amazing game. though, because you know. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, I'm going to go here. Boston's not too far from New York City, right? It's close. Yeah. They, uh, game four, I don't know what the weather was in Miami, but they played pretty well down there. Let's just have to maybe turn uh, turn the humidity up in Boston and I feel like they're in Miami and they win. What do you think? I guess so. Because the Knicks, Knicks couldn't win down there. Cause, something. I know. I saw a report that the heat plane got delayed by three hours or something. Getting to, so They got into Boston. Oh, Super the gremlins. Late. The gremlins. Right the out. old garden gremlins. That's right. Let's Here we go. go. We need the ghost of red.